Today we're going to continue what we started yesterday. I'll give a short synopsis. The question was, and I'm going through the questions which were sent to me, or we have a list of questions. The question was, if a person made Havdola um, himself, or he was Yates Havdola, he, he fulfilled his obligation by listening to somebody else, can he come home and make it for his wife? So we started to explain the concept of being made to somebody else. In Yiddishkeit, many mitzvahs you can fulfill for somebody else. One person says it or does it, and everybody's yetzer. I gave examples of uh, blowing the chauffeur, um, uh, reading the Megillah, and so on and so forth. Making Kiddush, uh, making Havdalah. And I made a distinction between two types of blessings. A blessing for birches uh, hanehenin, which means for benefit that you have which is purely like uh, eating food and stuff like that, the only time you, can, you could be made to somebody else, fulfill obligation for somebody else, is in a situation where um, you're also partaking of it. So if, for example, a person is ha- having a banana, and they say, look, I, I, I can't make a blessing, can you make it for me? Unless you're going to have ban- also eating a banana or eating something with the same blessing, you can't make it for him. You can help him to say the blessing, but you can't say it for him. On the other hand, when it comes to blessings of mitzvahs, there is a general opinion, I'm not saying there's no discussion, but there's a general opinion that there's a concept of arvus, which means uh, that every Jew is, is a guarantor for the other one, and therefore one can make a blessing of mitzvahs for the other person. An example I've given was, for example, you know, Kiddush Friday night, one person makes Kiddush, and everybody's Yetzer, and uh, then you made Kiddush, and then you started the meal, and somebody comes in, if the other person cannot make the Kiddush for themselves, you're allowed to make the Kiddush again for them because even though you're already Yaitse, you fulfilled the obligation, but nevertheless, um, it's considered to be a blessing of a mitzvah, even though it has the component of blessing for wine. But in this context, the blessing for wine is also considered a blessing for a mitzvah. And the same thing happens on Seder night. On Seder night, a person can make a whole Seder for somebody else. He can say everything, all the blessings. Blessing for matzah, four cups of wine. Because even the four blessings of, of, for wine, on, in the context of the Seder, they're considered to be blessings of mitzvahs. So you can actually conduct, as a chapter in Shulchan Aruch, that without a Seder, many different families. There used to be people in Yerushalayim that go to widows and, and who didn't have a husband and make a Seder for them. The only thing that you can say is benching. Everything else, he can make hamaitzi, he can say the whole agoda, the whole seder, with the exclusion of benching, because benching is still considered to be a birchas Otherwise, you can say uh, for the other person, even though yourself haven't fulfilled the obligation, you're not, you're not planning to be yetzer with it. But that's only if you're saying it yourself. Yeah. But I'm talking about when you go to somebody's oh, house and you're doing a seder for them, a public seder in the, in the house, and you're not, you didn't eat anything. You can actually make a blessing for four cups of wine without drinking them, just for, 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 the, for the person. Now, this is... We usually make them say a blessing, but technically you could say a blessing and they could say a main. Uh, it's preferable. Huh? And that's good enough. It's good enough. I mean, there is, there is a situation where they could say themselves, let them say it. There is a, a reason for it. I won't go into it right now. But ultimately, if the person said, look, I can't say it, I can answer Omein, but I can't say it myself, you can say a blessing for him, you can answer Omein. Now, this has a certain... Uh, a, a, I'm going to mention two um, exclusions to that particular rule. 
One exclusion is when the person who is uh, um, making that particular mitzvah or saying the blessing has the same obligation that the person they're trying to emote. So for example, <coughs> a woman is exempt from the mitzvah of shofar, blowing the shofar. She's exempt from it. We know that from, for a few hundred years, women have taken upon themselves that mitzvah. It's one of the mitzvahs that are considered to be an obligation. And there are many laws which are associated with that. We know we can blow the shofar for no reason. You only blow shofar for the mitzvah, and even though technically a person can say, why should I go blow for women? They're not really obligated. The answer is no, because it's a self-accepted chiyuv, a self-accepted obligation, and as a result, women suffer a lot of anguish when they can't hear the shofar, and therefore we always accommodate them, blow for them. I used to go for many years, if you remember, I used to have a lady living around the corner over here on, on Glasgow Street for, until she passed away. She ignored her shoes, a very frumsfired lady. We used to have a customer, I used to finish in a car club or a Swiss Grand Hotel, wherever I used to, we used to daven. Before I would go home to eat, I would go to her place on her way and blow the shofar for her. Now, however, because a woman is exempt, she can never blow for the men. She can never blow the shofar for the men because her obligation is she doesn't have a really a biblical obligation. Even the rabbinical she doesn't have it. It's more of a, became a custom which became almost like a custom which became an obligation because of, because of the custom. So a woman, even if a man cannot blow, it's just impossible. So we're not going to hear the shofar. There's no point for a woman to blow for the men because he, will not be fulfill, he won't fulfill the obligation. For Kiddush, because a woman has an equal obligation to a man, in a situation where men really can't say it, for example, a man is really ill and he really doesn't require to, to move his lips, a woman could say Kiddush for a man, even though under normal circumstances, if there's no emergency, the um, also tell us a very, very unfavorable uh, comment about a home where a woman make Kiddush. It's like a reform thing to do, right, if you have no reason to do it. But in a situation where you have no choice, it could happen. Because a woman has exactly the same obligation. I'm not going to go into it now. It's one of the five um, mitzvahs that the Talmud says in a special teaching that even though it falls into a category of a positive mitzvah that is dependent on time, women are obligated to do it as the same as men. And therefore, again, I'm talking about only in a situation when there's no other choice. If a woman will make a kiddush for men, He'd be Yitzhah with it. But Shoifer not. She can, she can make it for... It's not going to happen. Now, if a man is blowing the Shoifer for a lady, he can do it whether he hasn't heard yet or whether he's being Yitzhah with, uh, with the same blowing or whether he already uh, was Yitzhah before. He can go especially for women and blow the Shoifer for them. But if he was Yitzhah already himself or if he's, he's only doing it for her and he's not being Yetzirah with this particular uh, set of, of blood, he should make a blessing for her. She should make a blessing herself. Just like for, for we, we, or you should teach her to say it. You let her read it. Because right now, he cannot say it for her. She's not obligated in this mitzvah. A kiddush, she can say it twice 
second time to Moitza woman because she's obligated in Kiddush. But the Shofar, since she's not obligated, he cannot say a blessing for her because there's no Arvus over here. There's no something she's obligated to do at all. And therefore, the meaning is that the woman should say the bracha herself for, for Shofar if he's... Um, and there are many, many examples which we can, we can see how with different mitzvahs, there are different nuance. When it comes to Havdalah, it's a very interesting situation. With the Havdalah, there is a machlekes if a woman is obligated in Havdalah or not. There's an argument in Poskim. There are Poskim that say that if a woman didn't hear from a man, she should make it herself. Divre Chaim says it, for example. Huh? Darmo says it, correct. Darmo says it himself. But Darmo says he brings the machlekes and he says just to be careful, you shouldn't say it. Divre Chaim actually passes like that. Darmo says that, that to be on the safe side. The alt actually passes that a woman should make a dollar for herself if she... Uh, if she um, uh, can't hear from a man, but a man can make it for a woman only in a situation where he, either he wasn't Yates himself or he's going to make it for other men around. So, for example, if you already heard him in Shul and he's coming home and there's other, he's got other people there who are men who for sure are obligated. So then, he um, uh, he can make it. For, but but if he comes home and she, and he she's the only one who hasn't heard it, and you already heard it, then the Alter Rebbe says that you shouldn't make it for her. You should make it for yourself. Give her, he can drink it if she can't drink the whole thing. So for example, she can make avdolah, she can take a sip, or you can drink the whole thing for her, or you can give a grape juice, whatever it is. But. Um, she has to make it herself. So that, that basically is a, a longer answer for, uh, for the question that was asked.